Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since we've gotten together and uh, recorded an episode. It's been about four weeks, actually. <laughs> um, you, not for a bad reason well, this no, time, you no, had a very I, nice little vacation you took. Well, it was kind of a vacation. I mean, it was work. But. But it was, it was also a vacation. So it was a workcation? A workcation? But you took that? your wife. I did. Yeah, Lori went with me. Uh, so we went to Hawaii mm-hmm. for work. I've never been. I had never been either until this. Uh, what a beautiful place. Is it? I mean, if it weren't so expensive to live and, and just do anything there, I'd retire there. Really? It's that beautiful. Are prices that high, though? So, yeah, a gallon of gas, depending on where you buy it, $4.50 for the cheap stuff. Well, it's three sixty here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> gallon of milk, you know, it's like almost 5 bucks. Oh, my God. Uh, What's bread? Give me bread. How much is bread? I think I bought a loaf of bread there, and I think it was three ninety nine, and that was in the commissary. You know the no, on, I don't on, know. a commissary is an on base. You know for military personnel, usually oh. it's a little bit cheaper than whatever the market. Ouch! Outside the base is yeah. So three ninety nine <clears throat> for a loaf of just bunny, you know, white bread. <laughs> it's usually two bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, the cost of living is higher. The real estate, obviously, there's only so much of it there. Um, yeah, they were the, the the price of housing is extremely expensive. But you enjoyed your trip. But I did. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we spent uh, almost two weeks there. Uh, like I said, I was there for work, but uh, I flew Lori out, and uh, she <laughs> joined fun. me. And yeah, she uh, she loves being you know hanging out on the beaches and things like that. So that's what she did while I was working, and then uh, on my off time, we did stuff together. We did some hiking and some other fun stuff. A lot of wind. It's very windy there. I noticed that. It was like windy every day. Like no flying anything there, huh? Well, I mean, I I did do a search. There are some club, a couple of clubs there. Really? Um, uh, we were on the island of Oahu, which is <clears throat> not actually Hawaii. The big island, everybody says the big island. Well, that's actually the island of Hawaii. It's the Hawaiian island chain. I didn't know any of this until I got there. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently there's a couple of clubs on the big island. Uh, which we didn't we didn't make it to the Big Island, but uh, I didn't see any hobby shops while I was there. I looked. I, I cannot imagine what balsa would cost there. Oh my gosh! Well, if there is, you could even get it there. True. I mean, figure everything has to go how many miles off offshore from California to get there? Yeah, several thousand, I think. Yeah, I didn't want to say a number and then sound yeah. like an idiot. So I just well, I mean, I can tell lot. you that. So the flight from from Dallas to Honolulu was six and a half hours. Wow. At 500 whatever miles an hour. So do the math. I can't do the math. But anyway, yeah, beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, I would go there again in a heartbeat if it weren't so expensive. Yeah. Well, it's it's good to have you back. Yeah. It's like, good to be home. I have not seen you since that. Funny um, story. <laughs> like while we were in Hawaii in paradise, you guys had quite the winter. Oh, my God. Yeah. We had, uh, <laughs> we had a foot of snow, actually. Um, Which is something because we haven't had that volume of snow in quite a while. Oh, it's probably been a decade that I can remember, if yeah. not more, yeah. that we've had that much. Like, it's so bad that they actually closed my work down for two days. Like, nobody was in the office. Really? And I had to work from home for two days, which I kind of got spoiled. <laughs> I can't work from home. Too many distractions. I don't get any work done. Well, I'm not saying I got a lot done, but I'm saying <laughs> I, I got stuff done that I had to do. Yeah. And there was a lot of... Other things, yeah, going right. on where it's like, oh, I'm going to go do that because, you know, why not? Yeah, well, um, you're home. But, right? So I did get some 
stuff caught up on airplane stuff and worked on some stuff when I was home. Good. Um, working, you know. Yep. Right. Um, working. But yeah, I, I didn't have nearly as much fun as, as you did on your trip. Yeah. Yeah. But it was funny. So coming home because of the weather, you know, flights were delayed or canceled, just, you know, straight up canceled. Yeah. Um, so I was not able to fly back into the airport that I left from. So the day, <laughs> the day after I got home, um, Lori and I both got home the same day. And the next day, which was a Sunday, Lori had to drive me to the airport that I left from to pick up my car. And I had to take a shovel with me to dig out my car because it had snowed so much when, you know, while we were gone. No, I don't remember. Did you, you left from north of here? So yeah. you left from Bloomington? Peoria. Oh, Peoria. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you flew into St. Louis? Springfield. Oh, you flew into Springfield? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's handy. Yeah. Who, why, handy. Did I, why did I have St. Louis in my mind? That's where Lori flew oh, in and out of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She had her sister, you know, you know, take her to the airport and drop her off and pick well, her up and all that. She got a couple extra days out of it, right? She did. She, she, so she was supposed to leave a couple of days before me. And because of the weather, flights were canceled. And so they kept delaying and canceling until finally her <laughs> travel itinerary home pretty much matched mine. And we Just we to, actually flew together from uh, from Hawaii all the way to, I think Phoenix is where we, yeah, where we had to <laughs> Where you had, had to, to split ways. Yeah. But, wow, that's but we still funny. both went to Chicago, and then from Chicago she went to St. Louis, and then I went to Springfield. Wow. Yeah, and then Sunday we got to drive up to Peoria to get my car and had to dig <laughs> it out. was snowed in. Yeah, it was actually. I took pictures of it. It's funny. Yeah. Wow. Well, so yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't miss any of that. I was. I was happily oblivious in paradise. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't just the snow that we had. It was first off, it started as rain that switched to ice Mm -hmm. that went to snow. But then we had 30 mile an hour winds with like 40 mile an hour wind gusts. Oh, geez. So we had, I think there was a couple spots in our yard where the snow drifts were about three feet deep. Oh my gosh. Well, and you sent me that video too of your, of your camera and it was, it looked like waves. Like the time lapse it did, it looked like waves of snow. It was pretty cool. It was actually kind of cool. It, It added like an inch every time you saw a wave yeah. go by. Yeah, but, it was. It was cool. All right, enough of that. Should we talk about airplane stuff? Yeah, well, it's an I mean, airplane it, podcast. I know, but we haven't seen each other for a while, uh, that's so it's true. kind of catching up too. Yeah. But anyway, sorry All if right. we bored you. Um, I saw something cool on, on uh, what was it, Facebook Marketplace? I love that place. Except I oh, was too of... slow. Somebody else bought it. See? That happens sometimes. It was an Adjusto jig. Oh, we love those. For 10 bucks. Ten dollars? Like I was me? looking at the picture, and everything looked like it was in it. Really? Like it had all the standoffs. It had everything that went oh, with it. And man. the guy's like, "This breaks down. I can ship it for like twenty bucks." I'm like, "Well, thirty dollars." So for thirty dollars, yeah, yeah, for something that probably goes on eBay for over a hundred. Yeah, and what do you pay for yours? Yeah, let's not talk <laughs> about that. I still feel bad because I stole mine from you. That's okay. Yeah, that's what friends do, right? Still well, stuff I mean, from each other, and then it's all water under the bridge. Go by. I, I hope don't so. hold it against you <laughs> much. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, so, um, so ten dollars. That's a shame you missed it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't need it, but when you see a good deal like that, it's always a good. It's idea hard to pass it up to buy just to have spares. It's probably just a in case. good thing that that you missed it because you don't really need it. You're right. I mean, somebody else got a really good deal, and that's hopefully. True. Whoever bought that is somebody new to the hobby uh, and just now starting to build airplanes. Let's just hope that that's what happened. I, I, when, you never know. <laughs> I mean, it, it could have been. I hope it's not somebody that's trying to sell it and make money off of it yeah. and all that bad stuff. There's a lot of that out there, but 
in my mind, it's going to a new hobbyist. Yeah. So uh, let's see. What else are we going to talk about? Uh, Build build night night coming up. Exciting. February 26th 26th. is what we have uh, settled on. Mm -hmm. So we actually, by the time this comes out, we will have sent out emails to our patrons. This is going to be patrons only. Mm -hmm. Um, Just our way of kind of getting together and saying hi to a couple of them or however many show up. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We're going to be building our super Goldberg. I can never get that right. Our Goldberg super (laughs) chipmunks. Um, electrics, electrics that mm-hmm. we got from up at Brian's about a year and gosh, two months ago now. Yeah, it's been over a year. Time flies. Um, but anyway, so the first one is going to be on Discord. We're going to do that. I think we're going to try and set up a Discord server after this to kind of see if anybody would want to join. Um, we'll see. I don't yeah. know. I mean, we're learning too. So I don't know Discord. So I, if I mess something up, then I mess something up. And you know more about it than I do. So how does that make you feel? Pretty confident, actually. (laughs) There's no safety net, (laughs) but that's okay. You're the safety net. (laughs) Um, I I don't want to be the safety net because I'm kind of getting old and broken. Um, it should be fun though. It it should if if it works out the way you know, the way we've seen other folks do it, it should be fun. It'll be a couple hours. Um, we'll have to pick a time for sure. I don't Mm -hmm. know if it'll be like 6 to 8 p.m. or something like that, Central Standard Time, because that's where we are. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so if you want to be a part of it, sign up on Patreon, uh, rcplanelab.com, and all the Become a Patron thing is all listed there somewhere. Yep. So go click on the website. Speaking of the website, we also have a place on there for listener uh, airplane pictures. Yeah, we, we've hit this up before. and but got it's been a few. A while. But yeah, yeah, we haven't uh, seen anything new in a while. So yeah. If you have any pictures of airplanes that you would like to have featured on our website, yeah. um, send them to me, ron at rcplanelab.com, and I will get those added to the website. To be honest, we never get tired of looking at airplane pictures. <laughs> I mean, no, really. you're right. I mean, I if I didn't have to work all day, that's probably one what thing would that would do. occupy quite a bit of my time. Nice. I mean... And it's also motivational. You know, when I see a really, really sharp airplane or a really neat design or whatever, it motivates me to go to my basement and work on airplanes. And start building it really something. does. Well, and it also gives you ideas on what you like and what you don't like. Yep. Because exactly. had I not seen a picture of a Tob, I wouldn't have bought one of those. Mm-hmm. It's still in the box, but that's okay. Well, that's okay. We'll get to it. They're safe in the box. That is true. You can't crash them if they're in the box. That is true. <laughs> you can smash them, unfortunately. Well, I've not done that. I've heard other people that have I guess you could done that. burn them if they're in the box. Well, no, you know, I'm talking about like accidentally stepping on it or something oh, when it's oh, in the yeah, way. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Wow, you just went all I negative did. I on went that. Dark, like, didn't I? Wow. Sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, if you have pictures you want to see on our website, send them to me, ronaldrcplanelab.com, and give me some sort of little caption to go on it, or else yeah. I'm not going to know what to put. Yeah. Tell us what it is. Tell just us a who you note. are. Yeah, all a little that kind note of what it is, maybe what it's using for power, you know, something yeah. like something along those lines. Doesn't have to be a paragraph, but something to <laughs> let us know what the, the heck it is. Okay, let's yeah. get to the main. Hey, speaking of building. Oh. You're building something. Wow, you kind of stole my... Yeah, oh, but sorry. that's okay. No, that's all right. So let's get to the main topic. The okay. topic today, however you want to say it, ugly <laughs> sticks, big sticks, super das sticks, ugly sticks, das ugly sticks. They're known by so sweet many low sticks. Well, got, I could go on and on. Okay, I mean, well, let's hear a couple more. Uh, let's see. What's, what's another one? I guess that's about it. Bipe, I can go there's on a, There's long. a bipe stick design out there. I mean, they're just wonderful airplanes. So... 
you graciously gave me a Great Plains uh, ugly stick or big stick forty. Big stick forty. Sorry, mm-hmm. I that's said okay. It wrong. It's that's all right. right. Um, and I'm in the process of putting that together right now. And that makes me so happy. What's well, it's, a, it's it actually really does. go doesn't well, I'm I'm glad it to does. hear that. You're like glowing. I am. I I mean I I'm just a huge fan of that particular airplane. I love that you have one now. Well, it's funny because ever since I've known you, that's been like your type of airplane. Yeah. Like not the only thing you fly, but like you always talk about sticks fly great. Sticks are perfect. Sticks are, you know, everybody needs one. <laughs> sticks well, are perfect. That's... Honestly, I've never flown one yet. I've not. No. So this should so be fun this, when I get this done. If you can, if you can picture this, I'm rolling my eyes into the back of my head, trying to remember a time where I've seen you fly a stick and you're right. I, I don't think I've ever Mm-mm. seen you fly one. I've never owned one. Well, yeah, but I mean, I know I've offered you the stick every time you fly it. Whenever I fly, but you have never taken me up on it. No, I don't fly the people. Well, then now I'm even more excited for you. (laughs) (laughs) But so I'm I'm building it pretty much to plan, except it's going to be electric. Of course. So that's a no brainer, obviously. Um, But here's one thing that I've learned that irks me that I learned this the hard way. Wings come, the two-piece wings, when you put them together, you know, you have to put the uh, fiberglass tape around it, and you mm-hmm. use the thin CA glue. Mm-hmm. To reinforce the center section, the, yeah. the joint there, yep. So we have not made a trip up to Brian's for a while. And it's been I a was, spell. Yeah. I was running extremely low on my good CA, mm-hmm. on my good thin CA. So I figured, come on, I mean, it's thin CA. It can't be that different, right? So I went out to Hobby Lobby. They didn't have any of the name brand stuff. The hook was sitting there just completely empty. And I'm like, darn it, you know, what am I going to do? And I look down, they have little one ounce or one ounce bottles mm-hmm. of the Hobby Lobby brand or whatever the it is. The pink label, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was pink. You're right. So I tried to use that. Oh, boy. oh I am so, I don't know what the difference is, but I'm I don't so either. disappointed. But but you're right. There There is absolutely a difference. It does not dry, dry cure, whatever you want to say. It doesn't solidify as fast. It doesn't penetrate either. No. It, it just like every time I've used it for for well for anything mm-hmm. it, it's like it just sits on top of the wood. It's like it's designed to be put onto a joint and then move the two pieces together and join that way which I mean medium to thick CA yeah you you, you know that you can use it that way but I've never had any luck with that with that stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because part of the actual tape that I put on has bubbles in it now. And there's no way yeah. to really get it to glue. To, I've tried to glue it yeah. again, and there's just no way to get it to glue down right. So yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, luckily, um, there's dehedral braces built into the wing, there and is. you epoxied those, right? I did. So there's minutes. a lot of strength in that wing, and I'm not entirely sure that the, that the fiberglass wrap is necessary. I've built I've built some without it and oh, I've really? not had any. In fact, the stick that I fly now, which was an ARF, <clears throat> but built a very similar fashion as the one you're building, there's no there's no wrapping on the center section. Hmm. What is, hmm. It okay. has it has a piece of plastic that's glued onto the onto the bottom. I think there's a piece on the top also surface to act kind of as a anti crush. You know, when you yeah. bolt the wing down, sure. it kind of keeps the balsa from crushing. But there's no actual fiberglass or anything reinforcement online. Well, I would think the reinforcement is more important on the bottom than on the top mm-hmm. because you're going to have most of your G's pulling down right. that way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I guess it's not that big of a deal. The bubbles on mine are on top, but that's where yeah. you're going to see it. Yeah, so that's the bad part. I don't know if I'm going to have to kind of <clears throat> drill it out maybe to get a hole in it to put some CA Or just sand it all it. off and start over. You think I know so? That, I know that'd be a lot of sanding, but... That would be a power tool type of sanding. Well, like, right. I have a mouse sander head. you can use if you don't have one. I, it works perfect I, for that. Yeah, but, okay. All um, right. We'll <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I honestly, I believe you could probably sand it all off and... <clears throat> Because it probably didn't penetrate very much. Right. Like, I, I'm i very disappointed in that glue. Yeah. Like, we need to make a trip up and get some actual <laughs> glue that I need. Because I, I have, you should have said something, I because I have a bottle at home. Yeah, I should have said something used. when you were in Hawaii. Well, I wasn't going to I mean, you could have said you. something before I left. Well, I didn't know I was that low on glue. Oh, true. Because that whole airplane goes together with glue. Like, I didn't expect every joint on that to be held together with CA glue. Yeah, it's it's pre like jig tab type construction yeah. it's like Which actually i didn't know that when i type. started it's yeah. actually kind of a cool kit the way it goes together yeah like the front uh <clears throat> oh, what are they called the, the leading edge mm-hmm. is notched mm-hmm. so i mean you don't even have to worry about lining up your right. spars isn't that cool or your your wing ribs, ribs because it's yep. all all notched and it just sets together pretty well so yeah it's such a neat and same on the kit. back actually all right, mm-hmm. back yeah, of the, the trailing wing too is, notched too. Is, had notches in it. So yeah. it, yeah, it's a cool kit. It goes together very fast. Yeah. If I just had the right glue. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. I'm sorry you experienced that. But I know now. Well, now you know. And yeah. I know I will not buy that. And that again. glue is actually, um, it's probably great for, you know, gluing plastic models and things like that together, which is actually, I think, where they have it in the store, like with the model paints and stuff. I think it's actually marketed by them yeah, you're for not, that purpose. You're not wrong. That's exactly what I had it, or what um, they had it by. But yeah, I've, I've tried using it before too, and <clears throat> similar yeah. results. Well, so, so there, is now a, you know. there is a build log, by the way. I've been taking pictures and putting some stuff Aww, up on our website. For you. So you'll have to go check that out to kind of see what I've what I've hit snag-wise and what I've come up with. Um, that's rcplanelab.com. Mm-hmm. Click on build logs up top, or I think that's how I have it, because we have... That and the Duelist build logs that we have tabbed at top now because we have multiples. We have multiples. Going on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, go check that out if you want to kind of see what we're talking about and how that goes together. Should be a fun build. Shouldn't take too much It'll longer. be even funner to fly, especially being – and Okay. I'm going to hate saying this. I'm going to regret saying it, but especially it being electric, it's just going to be so nice. Smooth. Nice. I mean, yeah. it just you just throw a battery in it and go fly. Well, and that's it's gonna be light too. So probably I have kind. Hopefully. Well, I don't know because there's a whole pound of battery that goes in that. I mean, yeah. like literally the battery that I have for those are a pound. That's yeah. the same as that goes in a couple of the other airplanes I have. So that's that we'll has see. a lot of weight. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but there's not a lot to that airplane, so it's not like there's gonna be a lot of other stuff going on in it. Yeah. Um, I haven't finished the nose yet. I mean, like, I'm I'm kind of waiting because I, I want to be able to get the wing put on, get everything laid out the way it's supposed to be, get servos in just to figure out where a CG needs to be, mm-hmm. see where I need to put the battery, where the motor. I mean, I guess I can't change the motor mount too much, but I can bring it forward a little bit if I need to, back a little bit if I need to. Now, back it, might be more difficult than forward, but yeah. Because the, the firewall, you have the firewall glued in, right? No, I don't have oh, anything okay. in the front well, yet. Yeah, yeah, perfect. I yeah. purposefully left that out just in case. That's perfect. So, And that's really, I mean, that's really 
why the stick is designed the way it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean, it's square. It's so simple. I yeah. mean, like, really, you can't. And they fly so nice. I uh, love how I, they fly. I'm hoping it flies as good, if not better, than my Cavalier. Oh, I bet it'll. I bet it'll be easier. You think and so? Less. I don't want to say stressful, but less worry. Yeah. To fly. I mean, they just. Man, they just fly so good. <laughs> and I'm doing this as a tricycle. As oh, a, really? No, I lied. I was going to say, that's really shocking. Wow, that messed with me. I'm doing this as a tail dragger. Okay, yeah, um, good. Because I looked at the tricycle, and I really, I thought about going that way first. I Like, I really did, because I like tricycles, too. It'd be heavier. Then I kind of got looking with the mount and everything for the motor mm. is built into the steerable uh, nose gear. Yeah. I'm not going to use that. Right. So I figured well, it's going to be a lot easier just You don't kinda... have to use the mount for gear. I know I don't have to. You can make, or you can either make or they make, you know, uh, straps essentially that have holes in the middle of them for the gear. Yeah, I've, I've seen <clears throat> that. But then I also kind of figured that simplicity is better mm -hmm. and why not just not have to worry about all the extra work. Yeah. And it'd be, a, it'd be extra weight too, so. Yeah. And you want to keep it light because the lighter they are. The better they fly. The better they fly, that's right. To a certain extent. Sometimes a little heavier makes it better in the wind. True. Um, but anyway, so ugly sticks, sticks, whatever you want to call them, have been around forever. Like, when would this kit have been produced? So this kit was produced in the early 80s. Okay. Uh, Great Plains. Uh, so was I, by the way. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, early 80s, I think 82 is when the when the stick kit came out, I think, from Great Plains. Um, but the stick design predates that by pretty far. When or what was your first stick? How many have you built first off? Oh, gosh. Um, if I had to guess, well, actually, I don't have to guess. Um, <laughs> I have built from kits four of them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I've built, I've built two Great Plains kits, a 40 and a 60 size, and I've built two of the Midwest kits. Uh, the sweet and low stick, which was a low wing 60 like size, a, I think it was. That almost like a super sportster design then? Well, it's a stick flipped upside down. I mean, that's it's the stick wing basically mounted to the bottom of the fuselage, the oh, stick okay. fuselage, um, and then a bipe stick, biplane. Oh, you did do one of those? Mm -hmm. Many years ago. And <clears throat> so where are they now? You know, over the years, well, so <clears throat> the fir the biplane stick, um, I let a friend fly that. This is now this is in high school days. Okay, let a friend fly it that had no experience and it mm -hmm. crashed. Um, and the other ones, I you know, I think trading, you know, swapping over the years, maybe maybe swap meets. I I don't know. I can't honestly tell you what happened to them, but I know I've built four of them from kits, and I've built I can't tell you how many for other people, either from kits or ARFs. I know I think I've put two of them together just for Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so what, like, what what kit did you like the best? Out of all of them, what has been your favorite The one? Great Plains, yeah. Which uh, one? The 40 size. The 40 The one size? you have is probably my really? favorite, yeah. You like it better than the 60 size? Yeah, it's it's obviously smaller, mm -hmm. so it's easier, because it's a one-piece wing, right? Yeah, It's uh, it So it's easier to transport. Yeah. Um, and it just, it's... I don't know. It just something about the way it flies compared to the heavier, bigger ones. Um, still can't get it to snap. You know, they don't. They they will not snap roll. Uh, if you 
build them as they're designed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 40 size seems like it's a little more spry. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, more sports car-ish. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to yeah, no, you, sedan. You understand what I'm saying. I do. Um, the 60 size, things happen a little slower, which as I get older is fine. <laughs> but when I was younger, I wanted something that was a little snappier. You yeah. Know? And by snappier, I don't mean it would snap roll because they don't, by the way. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's. I would have to say that the 40 size Great Plains kit is my favorite. Nice. Yeah. So I also... The okay, how many do you have now? Just the one, like right now. Ready, I just ready yep, to go. I just have the one. And then you, is that another stick that you got from? I got that one from Bob. <clears throat> excuse me, from Bob. <clears throat> and we did some trading or whatever. No, 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 I'm talking about the one that you got from the guy. I got the the uh, adjusto jig from. Oh, is that a stick too? Or not? that is a stick. That's a that's actually so. It's a stick in design, but it's not. So it's a Midwest kit. Um, so for a time, Midwest produced kits that were, uh, they were sweet sticks is what the Midwest, they put their spin on them. They changed the airfoil a little bit, made them more symmetrical and a little more streamlined, but it was still a stick kind of. Ish design. Um, <clears throat> and then something happened and I, I don't know exactly what, but in the early nineties, they stopped making sticks and started making aero, like A-E-R-O, and then either a sport or a star. So there was an Aero Star and an Aero Sport. They took away the scalloped edges. They redesigned the tail a little bit, but it was still the same airplane, the same box fuselage and stuff. And the Aero Sport was the more stickish, and the Aero Star was a trainer essentially. But they were both they had were both borrowed designs from their sweet sticks. Oh, okay. So, um, and what the, was the one you just picked up at the uh, Decatur show? That's actually a rapier. It's oh, okay. a pipe. That's so a pica design. It kind of looks like the same thing. It but does, it's not. but the the airfoil is way different than a, than a stick airfoil, okay. and the, the fuselage is built a little bit differently too, more rounded. So, what makes a stick a stick? So, basically, it's the shape of the airfoil and the fuselage. The tail, you know, people have played with the shape of the the vertical stab and the and horizontal stab, and they've added scallops or taken away the scallops. But basically, it's the airfoil, and I forget what there's a there's a number, you know, a Clark Y or whatever yeah. it's called assigned to that particular airfoil shape. So that shape <clears throat> and sort of the the box type construction with the tapering, you know, under surface or over surface if you're building it upside down for a low wing. That's sort of what makes a stick a stick, if that makes sense. Okay. Lots of companies have produced various, like hundreds probably by this time, different versions of that design and called it their own, but it's a stick. A stick is a stick. <laughs> so when did it start? Like what uh, What made... So I was so like... The research on this, you know, digging into this, because I was curious myself, you know, we decided we were going to do like a, a kind of a stick episode. A stick episode, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when I was reading, I actually learned qu- quite a bit about the history of the stick and not just the stick, but the history of of kind of like a really pivotal point in RC. So the the original design, Phil Kraft is credited with with designing the stick and that was in 1966. Yeah, but pre, but yeah, preceding that, um, he actually borrowed 
well, this is some speculation. I couldn't confirm any of the sources that I read, but he sort of borrowed the design from Don Mathis, uh, a Don Mathis airplane design called the Digester. And what that airplane was, it was a, uh, well, it was a, at, at that time in the late 60s, digital proportional didn't really exist. You know, it was it was either reads, which were, a, you know, you push a button once and then surface goes one way, you push the button twice and it goes a different direction. You push it like three times and that was for each channel, right? So we didn't have gimbals with sticks that you could move proportionally your control surfaces. That didn't come about until about the time the stick was designed in 1966. So Phil Kraft <clears throat> borrowed the digester design and the digester, by the way, uh, the word digester is a, it's like a conjugation of of the design that Don Mathis designed that for. He was a digital radio tester. So if you shorten that up, it's Digester. Okay. So that was the name of the airplane. You can actually get that plan, I believe, on AdraZone, and Aerofred probably has it too. Um, but it's a three-channel design, uh, no ailerons. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a, you know the, the boxy stick-type fuselage with the tapering you know uh, bottom surface of the fuselage, and the, the airfoil was... Well, I don't think Phil changed the airfoil at all, except to just <laughs> add ailerons to the wing and make it four channels. Um, but he played with the tail design. That's where, you know, he got the rounded uh, vertical, and then he scalloped the trailing edges. So um, those are both, like, original to the original plan then? Yes. Like that roundedness yep. and yep. the scallops? Okay. The scallops and the rounded tail, those are the original Phil Kraft uh, Das Ugly Stick design. So, <clears throat> so when, the, the first one was the Das Ugly Stick then? Yeah, that's okay. the original. Okay. Um, and that's the one that all others came from. Uh, so in 1966, Phil designed this thing. <clears throat> and he was, so Phil was, Phil and a few others, a handful of other folks in, in California at the time were instrumental in like designing radios with proportional, you know, gimbals with like, this was all brand new at the time. Like what we're used to now. Yeah. Like we take it for granted that we can move the stick just a little bit and get just a little <laughs> bit of deflection, right? It's just, we don't yeah. even, we don't think twice about it. Well, imagine a time where that didn't exist, where you had to push a button, like no kidding. The transmitter was like huge and it had like 18, 10 to 18 buttons on it that you would push for different channels to do, to move. Different thing. Yeah. So... Yeah, so this is a, like a really pivotal time where there's a lot of experimentation, a lot of, you know, development of these radio systems. So Phil wanted something simple to build, something he could repair, you know, <laughs> if, you know, things didn't if work and out. When, yeah. And uh, something that was, uh, you know, that, that flew well, that would uh, had some self-writing characteristics, but not too much because Phil was a... A, a really accomplished pattern flyer. If you can imagine flying precision pattern with these buttons that it no, existed at that time, that's how they did it um, at that time. And before that, it was it was something entirely different, which we can talk about some other time. But um, <laughs> anyway, Phil wanted this simple design to um, to test his own radio equipment. Um, Don Mathis was doing his own thing with the digester and you know having some success or whatever. And so Phil's like, okay, well. Yeah, I'm not going to test my brand new radio systems on these high dollar pattern planes that I've spent all these time, all this time smoothing and making beautiful. I'll just build this ugly airplane just out of sticks 
make it square, make it easy to build. That way, if it crashes, because radios weren't terribly reliable at the time either. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the uh, that's the inception of the of the DOS Ugly Stick and all the ones that followed. Do you know where or why the uh, Maltese crosses are on them? I have no idea. Okay. I couldn't find any kind of reference why that is. My guess is probably makes it easy to spot in the air because um, they don't exist on the bottom of the airplane. Right. So a speculation, uh, you know, they're testing radios at the time. They need to be able to, um, you know, visually confirm the position of the <laughs> See airplane. which way is up. Exactly. So yeah. that, that's my my assumption. But like I said, that's a that's purely a guess. It's your educated guess. Right. Well, and with the scalloped edges, it kind of looks like the Red Baron, you know, uh, Fokers, of, you know, of, of World War One. So why not put a Maltese cross on it? Well, I was curious about that with <clears throat> Das Ugly Stick. I mean, that's German. All right. So I didn't know if there was a play on any of that kind of stuff that he was into or... There probably is. I couldn't find any reference to any of that like in any of the stuff I've read, but if anyone out there knows or has, you know, can point us in the right direction, I would love to, to further, to read about it. It's, it's a fascinating, to me, it's fascinating because all of this stuff even predates, you know, me and I'm old, <laughs> right? Yeah. So learning about how, you know, cause I remember craft radios, um, cause I had one, you know, mm-hmm. as a, as a kid, I had a, you know, a craft uh, it wasn't the 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 original gold series. It was a craft, I think, sport or whatever. But it was, you know, it was a radio with some really crude looking gimbals, and you know, they it wasn't particularly smooth. And you had these really weird kind of thumb lever trim things, which at the time was state of the art. You know, we, t- today we have you know rocker switches for trims and all these <laughs> other things that, and the gimbals are like you know ball bearing supported oh, and smooth. Yeah, none of that existed back then. So. Having, you know, had a craft radio, it was really fascinating to me uh, to to read about the development of that and how instrumental Phil Craft was, uh, not just in the design of the Big Stick, which, by the way, is arguably one of the most successful designs ever, uh, RC airplanes, but how instrumental he was in the development of the radios that we take for granted today. That's it's so just cool. really fascinating. That's cool how me. it all kind of goes together. Yeah. I mean... And apparently, um, there's a museum and Hall of Fame for devoted specifically to um, model aviation uh, radio equipment that I had no idea even existed, that which now I do, and I want to kind of go see it. And I think it's in Ohio. It's, it's actually Ohio. not far. Yeah, it's actually not far from, uh, not far from us. I mean, it's about a five-hour drive maybe, which where, to me, that's not far. No, it uh, could be a day trip, but yeah. where, I mean, uh, you know where it is in there? I, not off the top of my head, but I could find it. Okay. It's, it's, I remember after reading, I was like, oh, well, that's not that far away at all. It's not like <laughs> it's in California where I would have expected it because yeah. that's where so much of the development that, and on the East Coast, there were some really? guys doing it too. But okay. Yeah. I don't know why I just kind of assume maybe all this was more of like a Midwest kind of thing. No. There's, there's something I think about having, you know, having Habaco, having Spectrum so local to us that yeah. makes me think that it's right. not. No, it's, you know, it's, yeah. It, I mean, it, it is now. There's a lot of development that happens in, you know, in Champaign and all that. But um, back then, a lot of it was on the coasts where oh. the money was. Huh. <laughs> so actually, a lot of the development, I mean, we have the Jet Propulsion Laboratories in Pasadena, California to, to probably thank uh, for the development because they were, 
you know, some of the stuff they were doing at the time sort of trickled down to the hobbyists who actually worked at JPL at the time, too. Oh, okay. Some of the names that come out of there were, were pretty interesting to me, too. I, I can't remember any of them. Don Mathis actually was one of them, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was really, really, it was it was fun. It was I spent uh, probably too much time at work uh, <laughs> reading and, and researching that, but it was really a lot of fun and enlightening and like now I want to, I really want to go to that museum. <laughs> that is cool. So you've built a lot of them. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite color scheme on a stick? And I say that because I think I know what I want to do on mine, mm -hmm. but we'll see what you say first. Well, I really, really like my yellow one. I mean, it, it shows up really well in the air and I think it has something to do with the the combination of the yellow and white on top. And then I have the the sort of transparent, which you hate. Uh, orange Dis on the bottom. Hate is such a strong word. Which dislike. you dislike strongly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the bottom, which I think that contrast really works for me mm -hmm. and because I don't see as well as I used to. So any kind of contrast I can get, you know, the better. Works well. Yeah. Um, but I would have to say my favorite of all time is the classic red and white. Really? Yeah. The red, you know, the red airframe with the white bars and the black crosses. That's, to, to me, that's Just classic. Stick. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking about copying a little bit off of you because I really like the sticks are cool, but I really, really am taken for some reason by the yellow one you have. Yeah, like it looks really good. I, I watched you recover it. I saw what it looked like before, and the yellow just really pops. And I yeah, really, it was really, really ugly like it. before. I mean, no offense, Hangar Nine, but that was really ugly. <laughs> the white with the what was that green and purple yeah, it was swooshes odd, or whatever? Yeah. It was really kind of ugly. It was not the most looks much better pleasing to the eye <laughs> uh, before you recovered it. But yeah. that and that's okay. I mean, that's hey, well, you recover and make them yours. Yep. Um, but I have yellow, mm -hmm. which I like. I said, think I might do it. But where the white is on the wings and on mm -hmm. the tail and a little bit on the fuselage, I think I'm going to use up. I don't have a lot of it, which is why I'm not going to use a bunch of it. But I have a little bit of the uh, carbon fiber looking stuff left. Oh yeah. I think that would look good with white accents. No, so I think that would look great. mostly yellow with the, the black carbon fiber, a little bit, you know, yeah. little pieces on that, and then white accents to bring it out. I know it's probably redneck of me, but I really like that carbon fiber stuff. I do, too. I think it looks like, cool. I, I don't know why I like it. but <laughs> I don't either, but it does look cool. <laughs> I bought it just to see what it would look like, and I use it a lot on the Duelist. And it, and it just, looks good it with does. that blue. I think it looks fantastic in the silver. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, I think it turned out good. But I've got to figure out what to do on the bottom of this one. Like it, it needs to be different, and I don't know what. I might just do plain white. I don't know. Like I have blue, but I don't want to put blue on the bottom because then it disappears in the sky. White's probably not the best either, honestly. Well, but white, I think it's white shows up blue. pretty well. But I, generally speaking, I, I try to go with a darker color on the bottom. Because it usually ends up looking like a shadow anyway, no matter what color it is. Yeah. Because it's the bottom and the sun's usually hitting the top of it unless you're banking. But then when you're banking, hopefully you're looking, you know, at the top yeah. of it. So I don't know. Well, I, maybe I'll do red on the bottom that's not transparent and it'll just almost look exactly like yours. <laughs> even though yours is orange, but still it's close enough. Maybe. And smaller. Well, I think something else I like about mine is so I don't have two layers of opacity. You know what I mean? Like the top, mm -hmm. the top surfaces are opaque. Oh, yeah, I know. What and you mean. the bottom is translucent. So, in certain positions in the sky, you know, light sort of goes through it, and and that actually helps with orientation. Also, me anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see Does that. that. Makes sense. 
But we'll so, see. I mean, we'll see what it turns out. But I kind of dig being able to see the, you know, the internal structure through the covering. I, th- I think that looks neat. I didn't do it, and I'm not going to do it, but I really thought about throwing LEDs in the wings before I cover Ooh. them. Ooh. Oh, you still can. I know, but I don't think I'm going to. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think that would look cool. You think so? At least put some, like, nav lights on it or something. That'd be kind of neat. Nah, see, I don't want to get too far away. Like, I really want to try and build this, with the exception of electric, the way it was designed to be built. It's my first I get one. That. No, so it, it, yeah, you're right. It's your you, first one. You should build it per. You gave me heck for putting dihedral in it. Um, oh, I was just teasing. And I didn't even think like so. I got this other little stick off of you. What is that one? The Hangar Nine small something or another. Sticky I think. or electric um, micro mini. I don't know which one. But it's like called. after I put the wing together on on the forty size one mm-hmm. and had it all glued up and stuff, I, I walked into the other side of the basement and saw the small one. I was like, "There's no dihedral on that. That is a straight wing." Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing out of your mouth. Well, that's a lot of dihedral on that. <laughs> it's like it's per per the plans. Well, I mean, the, you know, the way we build airplanes these days and the types of airplanes we fly, hardly ever do we see much, if any, dihedral. So walking down and seeing it on the on the board is like, wow, there's a lot of dihedral. Well, it doesn't help that the way I have it sitting right, right. now, one it's end is all the way up, yeah. so it looks even worse. <laughs> um, and actually, I think the one side's off of the foam, so that even makes it look mm-hmm. a little taller. Mm-hmm. Um but no, it'll, I mean, it'll still fly awesome, I guarantee it. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah. Um, I thought about doing the uh, doll rods in the front to hold the wing on. You know, like I had talked about oh, yeah. before, instead of using mm-hmm. the four screws going in, mm-hmm. using an actual dowel rod in the front as the, the front yep. point, I decided against that. Once yeah. again, I just want to go with the, the oh. way the plans are. No, I, I think that's a good decision. I thought about putting two uh, aileron servos in, one for each aileron, and I decided against that mostly... Because I've never set up a wing with the the torsion bars or torque whatever they call them, rods. torque rods. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured it's a good learning experience yeah. on that too. Yeah, it doesn't no, look I, hard now that I look into it's it. It's not. It's not hard. Um, it makes setup super simple. Doesn't it? Really I mean, it does. almost looks like that would be more difficult. Like once you get them installed, and as long as they move freely, and you have the ailerons secured, you know, into the glued in, yeah, uh, securely. Uh, setting it up is a piece of cake. You don't. You just have one servo to set up. Yeah, there's two push rods, but they they're going to essentially the same place. You know, it's it's really really easy. Yeah, I guess that would be true. And then everything just gets centered mm-hmm. when you put the the yep. clevises on. And, and then if you want to, you can play with differential throw by using a wheel instead of an arm and do go all old school on it. <laughs> I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> Oh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if I need any build up a, differential. You know, build a sliding tray and put two servos in line, and then you could have your flaperons, you know, mechanically instead of electronically. How fun would that be? Not very, actually, <laughs> in in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. Is that everything you want to talk about on? I just wanted to say, like, yeah. uh, if it's not obvious, you know, from listening to me talk about them, I really love the stick design. I really do. I've had a stick. In my repertoire, arsenal, hanger, hanger, collection, collection, whatever you want to call it. I have had one continuously since I had my first one. I've always had a stick. And when did you get your first one? It was probably the, you know, when Great Plains, you know, first produced the 40 size kit, probably. So 82, 83, somewhere around in there. That's a long time. Yeah. That's how good they are. That's how, that's how. I mean, they're just such a great airplane. Well, that is your go-to plane. Yeah. I mean, that is the one that... 
I mean, it's not super, super aerobatic. I mean, it's not going to go out there and, and, you know, do 3D, which I, you know, if you modify it, you could probably get it to do that. But um, it just, I don't know, it's just, it's forgiving. The flight envelope is is very uh, wide. You can fly them slow. You can fly them kind of fast. You know, it, they're, they don't seem to be very uh, particular about the CG. If you get it anywhere really? within that range, it seems to fly the same. Like, I, I've experimented with the, not the one I have now, but the previous one, I think it was, with trying to CG at the very forward limit and the very aft limit. And I could tell pretty much no difference in the way it, it flew or landed or, or took off. Well, that's good to know because that's that's one thing that I always get concerned about is yeah, battery placement you should. and CG yeah. with that. Yeah, you should be concerned about CG, but <clears throat> not with the stick. It, it's very, very <laughs> forgiving. And it just, it just, I don't know, it just flies awesome. No surprises. It never surprises me. How do they stall? Do they stall well? Well, it's really more of a mush. Is it? It doesn't. Like it just kind of now, falls flat. I will say if you move the CG, you know, really, really to the extremes back, like at the very aft limit, um, you you will get kind of a kind of a snap. And when I say snap, I don't mean a snap roll. It, it, what I mean is it kind of stalls and then drops the nose and then resumes flying. But most of the time, if you hold the stick back at idle, it will just sort of mush. <laughs> <laughs> They're just such good airplanes. A couple things I'm thinking about it. Okay. Tricycle mm-hmm. or Tail Dragon? What's your favorite setup on them? So I've had, obviously, both. Um, I prefer Tail Draggers just because they're lighter, uh, simpler. You don't have to worry about a push rod, you know, actuating the nose gear. Um, so I, I prefer, I pre- and I, I think the Tail Draggers are just cleaner looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't know if there was any like sentimental. It was designed to be a. I built my first one as a tail dragger, and okay, maybe that's maybe that's why. I'm, maybe that there is some sentiment to it, but I like tail draggers better. Which just in general, I think I like tail draggers better. Yeah, I do too. I like the looks of them in yeah. the air. Even though my very first airplane was a tricycle, I I still f- prefer tail draggers. And that, yeah, that's the other thing I've got to find. Or conventional. Gear. Conventional, is that what, okay. Mm-hmm. See, I get confused because, like I said earlier, tricycle, I mean, it's still three three wheels on a tail dragger setup. So that's true. what was going that's through true. my mind when I first said it, so. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I'm stupid sometimes, it's okay. That's when you're supposed to say no. You're not stupid. There we go. Wow, that took way too long. Well, I was, I was thinking about the whole tricycle thing. I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> All the tricycles I've seen have one wheel in front and two wheels in back, so tricycle. Yeah. Right? Oh, I said you're you're talking about the actual tricycle like tricycle bicycle, but yeah, like the ride like on the tricycle. <laughs> like a bicycle but with three <laughs> wheels. And yeah. usually there's one wheel up front and you know that you pedal and then two wheels in the back. Even a big wheel was a tricycle. Remember the big, big wheels? Big wheels were fun. I love those. They? Um Sorry, we're getting off topic here. <laughs> One of the last things I wanted to ask you on the the uh, wing on that. So mm-hmm. the very end, I don't know what you call the wing tips that come mm-hmm. out at an angle. Yeah. What's that about? Just design? I think that was just flair added by by Mr. Kraft just to make them, you know. I mean, otherwise, without the, with, without the scalloped trailing edges and without the weird angular wing tips, it is pretty ugly airplane. I mean, it's not very... <laughs> visually appealing 
So I think that may have been just an effort by by Phil to you know make it look a little bit better and maybe gain a few square inches of of wing area too maybe. And have you ever put a cowl on one? Never. Is I that, have never put a cowl. Is that on sacrilege a stick. to do it? Oh, I don't think it's a sacrilege. It's just I don't know. It's or it, it gets it, it gets away them? from the the essence of a stick. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Yeah. So no, I've never I've never put a cowl on one. So there you go. Well, that's the ugly stick, das ugly stick, the uh, whatever you want. Yeah, to call they're them. they're called. So the the naming, there's no real convention for the naming as long as the word stick, and that's stick with a K, right? Not C K. Um, yeah, the, I think like the sweet stick that that's a Midwest, you know, the the um, big stick that's Great Plains. So each company sort of. Maybe adopt, put their own spin on put the their name. Own name in front of it, right? Or word in front um, of it. But uh, yeah, they all refer to the same basic design. Yeah. Cool. Well, anything else you want to talk about, or should we get out of here for today? No, that's uh, that's all I had. Okay. Well, um, until next time, I am Ron. I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. All right. Good night. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.